If you're a manufacturer and you use parts washers to remove oil residue from metal parts as part of your manufacturing process, or if you're a commercial heat treater who washes parts, today's heat treat radio episode should be especially interesting to you. Why? If you thought there was nothing new in the parts washing arena, you'll be shocked at what you'll learn today. Let me whet your appetite. What if I told you there was a parts washing additive out there where you only had to add 0.3 ounces, that's right, 0.3 ounces to every gallon of wash water? And what if I told you that you could run that solution for three to four months without adding any chemicals? And what would you say if I told you that the oil skimmed off of your wash bath would have a lower water content than anything that you're currently using? And what would you say if I told you your maintenance team would never have to check the concentrations of your wash water again? Not enough? Okay, let me give you one more. What if I told you that when you were done with the bath, you could just dump it down the drain? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, buckle up because Heat Treat today is going to take you where no heat treat washing system has ever gone before. For today's episode of Heat Treat Radio, your host, that's me, Doug Glenn, I'm also the publisher of Heat Treat Today, which you can find on the web at www.heattreattoday. Your host took a road trip to Euclid, Ohio to visit with a current user of the Wonder Wash additive I just described to you. It was a rainy day, so any raindrop noises you hear are, in fact, raindrops. Uh, this is our rotary retort building here. Okay, great. And this is Euclid Heat Treating Company. I'm John Vanis, established in 1946 by my father. So we've been around uh, 72 years. 72? Okay. 72 years. I've been here 46 years. And it's a family business, right? Family business, got three kids working here. We're probably the most diverse commercial heat treater in this area. We do a lot of different things, induction, rotary retort, batch, pit, uh, nitriding, right. fritting nitrocarburizing, intensive quenching. So we've got uh, quite a bit of uh, different process that we do. John and I were on a walking tour of his six building commercial heat treat complex just northeast of Cleveland, Ohio. As he mentioned, Euclid Heat Treat Company is, a, is no fly-by-night establishment. John's dad started the business and has passed it down to John, who was well on his way to passing it on to his kids. Before we jump into the specifics of the Wonder Wash Additive, which by the way is not the name of the product, it's called SX Oil Lifter, but before we jump into the uh, specifics of that, of that uh, additive, here's a bit more about the family business. So you you took it you got it from your dad. Yes. And roughly when? Uh, actually, he passed in 1991. Okay. I'd been running it since 1974. Okay. So uh, yeah, we had a general manager who ran the plant. He passed away, so they threw it to me. Yeah. Uh, I was here for two years, and they said, my dad said, "It's your baby. I'm yeah. going to Florida." <laughs> Nice. So yeah, so that's all right. Yeah. All right. So and, trial by you fire. Get, and you've got three three kids, which is three uh, kids. Deirdre, uh, John, and Claudine. I mean, Claudine works here. John runs induction. Deirdre is going to be the general manager, pretty much. And Claudine does the finance work. Okay, very good. So, and I just try to keep everybody in line. 
John and I were standing at the entrance of his rotary retort building, as I mentioned, one of the six buildings, located just off of 222nd Street in Euclid. As we were working our way to the uh, washer end of one of his rotary retort furnace lines, John explained the markets he serves with these furnaces. About two rotaries, we've got a AGF 139 and a 1814. So this is a large retort that pushes into polymer. This one pushes into oil. Okay. It goes right through the wash and out the other end. Finished product. Um, not too many people doing rotary work anymore. There's a few of us around, but uh, right. the beauty of this is the parts tumble and they get even case all over. Where a belt furnace, they can mask each other by laying on each other. So right. it's a good technology, kind of a niche market for us. Right. Okay. And it's primarily fasteners. Uh, fasteners, little stampings, uh, just a little bit of everything. You can see here. These are actually plugs for uh, automobile and uh, truck oil pans. They thread yeah, Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We do okay. a ton of these things. Right. Uh, right. There's a little stamping here that we're running. All right. Another stamping. Yeah. Kind of a, so you yep. name it, it's a, yep. it has to have even case hardness. We can do it in these two furnaces. We then moved our way to the discharge chute at the back end of the first rotary retort furnace where parts fell into an oil quench and then on into a spray washer. John wanted me to see that the oil being pulled out of the washing solution was almost 100% pure oil. Very little, if any, water. Here's how John tells it. Okay, great. So let's go up this way. Uh, we'll go by a wash tank because we're going okay, through. Super. So we uh, load through the retort into the oil quench and into a wash. Okay. This is a spray washer. Spray wash, okay. And we've got a uh, one of these uh, hula hoop type tube skimmers. Yeah, okay, that oil skimmer. Up into this drum. You can see that, that's almost pure oil. Yeah. This is the excess oil lifter in here. And you can, uh, but that's almost pure oil. There's no water in there. We spent a few more minutes discussing John's rotary retort lines and the washers associated with it, including a disc skimmer and another bucket of, as John describes it, quote, pure oil, there's no water in there, unquote. Point being, there is a cost savings when you send this oil out to be processed, since there is very little water in the oil. We next walked by Euclid's intensive quench system, which is essentially an IQ furnace sitting on top of an 11,000 gallon quench tank. Euclid's intensive quench capabilities is another unique offering for the company. After leaving the intensive quench and rotary retort building, we got into the meat of our conversation as we walked in the rain between buildings. The Wonder Wash additive, as I mentioned, called SX Oil Lifter. I asked John to tell me a bit more about that product. So John, the reason we're one of the reasons I came over is we want to talk about this uh, uh, SX oil lifters. Right. Yeah? Yeah, this is a, a new product that was introduced to me, and I tried it just on a whim because I didn't think it was going to work. Right. In a small washer that we'll see over here in one of our other buildings. Okay. And it works so well, I've got it now in six washers. Okay. And and maybe before we go back into the into the noise of the building, that you, it was introduced to you by whom? Uh, actually, by a, a friend of Bill's. 
of, of and Bill or Billy Bill. Bill alone. He's my partner. Right. One. Right. Good. All right. So uh, we decided to give it a try. I put it in a washer. It works so well that we put it in other washers. Last three to four months, <clears throat> and then you change it. You never have to add anything to it, which is the beauty of it. Yeah. And it just does a great job. So after three or four months, usually you get oil in the washer, up on the walls of the washer, and it just gets kind of scummy. Yeah. Uh, we've had uh, some people use it and not change it for six months. Uh huh. But it just depends on you know what you're washing and you know how how often you're washing stuff. Now, Bill Bill found out about it from from. He who? found out about it from a friend of his that was using it for another uh, type of uh, washing. And they had to initially develop through industrial, but nobody was using it for that. So we negotiated with the company to get the license to do it by industrial, yeah. uh, industrial uh, type of washing. Right. So now we're the partners, and we're running the company for the industrial side. So it's uh, right. trying to introduce it to the heat treating industry, because once you try it, you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so just to be clear on it, it's... It's a. It's not a washer. It's a. It's a chem chemical. Can we it call it a chemical? chemical? Yes. Right. But it's. It's not chemical. Chemical. It's like a very biodegradable. It's biodegradable. You could probably drink it. Okay. And well, we'll not. We'll not. We'll not encourage that. We'll encourage that. No. <laughs> with vodka, it might be good. But. <laughs> yeah. But you can, When you're done with it, you can just put down the drain. Uh, if you have oil that's uh, that you haven't skimmed off, you can let it settle out yeah. and uh, you know and drain it off that way. But most people just dump it right down the drain. There's nothing biologically uh, harmful about it. Yeah. Nothing to harm the sewer. So our our people test our sewers once a month here. Yeah. And they have found nothing that uh, they find. So that's how you dispose of it. That's how we dispose. We just dump it down the drain. Dump it down the drain. And you were also mentioning before we turned on the mic here about the. Uh, quantity that you have to put in. Yeah, it's three tenths of a percent per gallon. So give us, okay, so it's typical, very typical quench tank, what, what, what do you put well, in? Well, uh, if you get a quench tank that's like, uh, well, this one in here, I can tell you. Okay. Uh, we've got one in here, 750 gallons. Yep. I think we're putting, uh, it's on the chart, I think we put about 80 ounces in there. Okay. And that's it. And that's it. And that old that 80 ounces last year for three to four months. Three to four months when Maybe you're done. longer. Yeah. Dump it down the drain. Dump it down the drain. Clean it out. And redo it. Okay. Yeah. And then the other thing I want to get before we go into the noise again is you said it's a they call it a nano nano invasive technology. What we found out is it does not actually dissolve in the water like say your Tide or some other detergent. Right. Or simple green. Right. So it's in there and it's lifting the oil, but it's not dissolved in there. So when you're dumping the the uh, the fluid, right. you're not dumping uh, a dissolved chemical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's not dissolved, you don't you don't pull off that chemical. You don't have to add. You add water through your uh, float valve. Yeah. But you won't add more product. Okay. All right. So the water evaporates. In. The product does not. The water evaporates. The product. From there, we went into the big batch building where three super all cases were located, along with an older Lindbergh IQ and a number of temper furnaces. John showed me a batch wash that had just had the fluid changed the weekend prior, after three to four months of use. According to John, they probably could have gone longer, but that's the interval his maintenance team established to clean and change out the washing fluid. 
all the maintenance team did was wash down the inside of the washer and remove all the oil residue, skim off the oil from the top of the bath, and then dump the wash fluid down the drain. That's it. From the big batch building, we moved on to the induction building. Uh, we probably have different stations and different power sources. We probably have about a dozen power sources and probably 40 different stations for doing different okay. things. Okay. Come on, guys. So we've got a <coughs> bolt machine there that he's working on. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me, a little rotating machine there for different gears and things. Got it. We do got a little it. bit of everything in here. Yeah. Got it crammed into the building pretty good, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, tight, it's tightly packed, but it's it looks like packed. an efficient use of space. You got yeah, all your just power, put in the power supplies up on. Yeah, we just had this mezzanine put in and put those power sources up on top. Yep, yep, makes sense. You gotta hook those up. So we do just a lot of different types of things here. John's father started the induction division. It was one of his special interests. And John indicated that Euclid does a lot of work with local induction genius, as John describes him, Bill Stewart of Induction Tooling out of North Royalton, Ohio, not far from Euclid. The last building we entered was the vacuum and pit building. And we're going into the last building, <coughs> into the last one. Yep. Here we have our vacuum equipment, our pit furnace, uh, our okay. little batch furnace. Yeah. Come on, Steve. This building had about a dozen different vacuum and pit furnaces. After hitting this last building, we went back to talking a bit more about SX oil lifter and especially on the cost savings. Well, I assume there's cost savings here, right? Uh, it's about it's going to be about a third of what most people are using from what we can determine. Okay. At least from what we used to use. And we used to use a product from uh, one of our oil suppliers. Right. And it. Uh, it would kind of make a funny-looking emulsion on the surface. Right. And when we skimmed it off, we'd have to uh, put it in the tank, let it settle out, right. drain it off, and pull it to the gut down to the oil, and then take the oil out. But we found out that we were getting a pretty good percentage of water in oil when we sent it to the recycler. Okay. So he would charge us for the for getting the water out. So. Okay. So you haven't noticed. So when you changed over the, the oil lifter. You didn't have any problem with your current equipment that you used to separate the oil out, I assume, right? No, there was no adverse effect on the... No, same skimmers we always used, but right. just okay. much more efficient. And you're, and you're getting a much more better purity of the... Oh, uh, yeah, we're getting uh, pretty much... We can go around the front here. Pretty much getting all oil <clears throat> in the uh, tanks when, from the skimmers okay. instead of an oil-water mixture. Okay. When we walked outside and we're headed back to John's office, I asked him to repeat the cost savings information. Yeah, it looks like uh, from what we've seen from what our, our products we used to use, it's going to be about a third. Uh, so you're saving two-thirds. You're saving two-thirds. Yes. Okay. Okay. Plus, again, the beauty is you don't have to add uh, all the time. You have to have somebody coming in and titrate it. You can't titrate this stuff. You can't figure out what the percentage is because it's such a small percentage it doesn't show up. We've tried several different methods to try to determine if we've got the right mix still in the tank, uh -huh. we've come to the conclusion that you can't. So you put it in, you use it for four months, three months, when it starts to get to the point where perhaps it's not cleaning the oil off well enough, You're right. you dump it and refill it. And you, you judge that not by taking any chemical, chemical composition of the of the, of the, uh, bath? Of no. the solution. You just watch the parts, and if you're, not, right. if you're seeing oil residue, time That's to it. change. Exactly. 
Okay. And it, that, that kind of flies in the face of somebody with uh, technical knowledge, but <laughs> that's the way it works. Yeah, you can tell if you're watching off uh, Quentro, if you start getting a smoky temper load, uh -huh. obviously you're getting... You've got too much oil in there. Yeah. Okay. Once we got back to John's office, I pressed him even more on the cost savings. We know the product we were using before was pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, and I've talked to people who have tried it, and they said, yeah. well, we're, we're putting a 55-gallon drum a month into our washer of the product we're using now. I said, well, you won't be doing that with SX oil. And, uh, and I know that stuff's pretty expensive. We further quantified the savings by talking about the money saved on oil processing because of less or no water in the oil being processed, plus the time savings of not having to test concentration levels of the wash. John had more to say about the time savings. Just talking to some other people who have tried the product, they said, well, we're going to save a lot of money because we have a guy who has to titrate it, has right. to add to it, and we don't have to do that anymore. Right. And Plus, they're paying for that. I assume they're paying for that service or they're, or they're uh, paying for the employee. one of their employees, but yeah, okay. it's time consuming and it's a lab, right. a lab situation and titration. So right. it just, uh, and this, you don't, you don't have to do anything. I asked him if he had ever run into any problems with the product. He said that one customer called complaining that parts washed in the product were rusting faster than normal. After John and his fellow user discussed it for a while, they concluded that the product was doing such a good job removing the oil from the surface that it was more prone to rusting. What was the solution? John's working on adding a rust preventative to the product to help minimize the issue. If it sounds too good to be true, it's not. Here's a brand new product. In fact, a brand new nanotechnology product that requires only 0.3 ounces per gallon of water, lasts for three to four months minimum, depending on your workload and oilness of your products, results in an almost pure oil skimming, which minimizes oil reprocessing fees, frees up your maintenance team to do other things besides worry about the washer, and best of all, when you're done, dump it down the drain. If you'd like more information about SX Oil Lifter, please visit our website, www.heattreattoday.com, and search for SX Oil Lifter. We'll have a full article about the product on the website, along with a link to the product's website. You can also email me directly if you'd like to get in touch with John Vanis at Euclid Heat Treat in Euclid, Ohio. My email address is doug at heattreattoday.com. If you'd like more Heat Treat Radio, including our series on metallurgical poster children, where we interview young, new metallurgical minds, please visit our website at www.heattreatradio.com and click on Heat Treat Radio. Visit the website frequently. We post at least one Heat Treat news or technology item every weekday. Our content is targeted at manufacturers with in-house heat treat departments, especially in the aerospace, automotive, medical, and energy sectors. Again, visit us at www.heattreattoday.com. Com. And finally, if you have a specific topic you'd like to see covered on Heat Treat Radio, please contact me directly. Again, email doug at heattreattoday.com. Heat Treat Radio podcasts are the sole property of Heat Treat Today, 
and cannot be reproduced without permission and appropriate attribution. This episode of Heat Treat Radio was produced and mixed by Jonathan Condon, Butler, Pennsylvania. My name is Doug Glenn. Thanks for joining us.